To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. We are joined in studio by Gareth Adenor, partner with Mally & Co. G'day, Gareth. G'day. How hey, are you Gareth. doing? Good. Great to see you again. That's ah, lovely to be here. Well, if you've got a question for Gareth, uh, he's just brilliant to talk to. Uh, 0800 801080 or text 9292 and we'll take your calls right now. Tyler's standing by. Or if you're more comfortable, and a lot of people are, you're welcome to text us your question. Just send it to 9292. That's our text number. Gareth, straight to it. Uh, Hi, Gareth. My question for you. I've been verbally told my contract will be renewed and then that offer has been withdrawn. Do I have a leg to stand on, says Samantha? Good question. That's a great question, and this is something that comes up quite often. We don't really have enough information there because it's not clear what sort of contract uh, she's talking about. I I assume that she's talking about a fixed-term contract, and often we have a situation where there's a fixed-term contract, and they say, "Oh, no, you know, don't don't worry, it won't end. We'll renew it." if it's not in writing, um, then you've got a bit of a problem because the fixed-term agreements generally say that any variations need to be in writing. Uh, so depends on who said it, when they said it, and if you've got something in writing. As, as, as we've said before, though, just because something's uh, a contract's not in writing or an agreement's not in writing doesn't mean it's unenforceable. Mm. It's just you've got to prove it. So how does that work? Because yeah, that's interesting. I've had verbal. I've, we've had these discussions before yeah. off here, and a, a verbal contract can be upheld sometimes, can't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. So how do if you, you prove, prove that? There, but how do you prove that? Well, I mean, uh, other than an audio recording, I suppose. But yeah, worst comes to worst, uh, you take them to court, mm. and and a judge decides. Um, Your word against theirs. That's right. Um, of course, uh, you know everybody wants to go to court because they think it's like TV and then the reality <laughs> is quite different. Yeah. I sometimes say, you know, when you go to court, um, both parties lose. It's just one, mm. which one loses more. Mm. Okay, good call. Another texter says, Hi guys and Gareth, my partner's on guaranteed hours per week. She's currently having issues where the employer is saying when she works more than her weekly normal we- weekly hours, those hours are then used to fill in the gaps where she works under the guaranteed hours in other weeks. Can you please clarify whether this is correct or illegal? It, it certainly Mike. sounds fishy to me. Um, sometimes you see provisions where someone works, uh, you know, maybe 80 hours a fortnight mm-hmm. and in the situation like that you could average over the two weeks right. uh, but 45 it, and 35 so yeah, yeah yeah but if it says you'll work 30 hours a week um, I think trying to argue that you worked 40 last week and so you only need to work 20 this week I don't think that's going to cut it okay so the, the, the next course of action then for that person would be to go and consult the lawyer and yeah, well, I think, as I always say, the first step is actually raise it with the employer mm. and say, I'm not happy with this, this this isn't what we've agreed, and see if you can if you can reach agreement. Um, if not, go and get some legal advice. And it sounds like that person has a case. Right, Sally's with us on the line. G'day, Sally. Hello, hi. How are you? Good, good, thank you. Good, yes. what's your question, please? Okay, the query is, can an employer ask you 
for your resignation. Morally, in a case, in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is, been with the organisation for about 45 years, and due to COVID more recently and with the jabs and what have you, become a little bit unwell because I've got asthma and what have you. I do present a medical certificate. Um, I've got about four weeks annual leave, no more sick leave left. Can the employer say to you, use up your annual leave? Or can I say that, you know, unpaid, can I ask for unpaid sick leave? And then at the bottom of the email, it was suggested that, um, when are you going to hand in your resignation? Wow. Basically. Goodness me. Yeah. Well, um, obviously, I don't know all of the facts of your case, but it would be very, very, very unusual for an employer to be able to ask for your resignation. Mm-hmm. Um, so so let's just put that aside because I don't think that's a runner. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, in, yep. In terms of uh, once you've used up all your sick leave, um, an employer can agree to allow you to take annual leave. Uh, and in most cases, an employer would agree to that. Um, it's good for both parties. Uh, but they don't have to agree to it as long as they act reasonably. Um, mm-hmm. Likewise, you can also ask for unpaid leave, but an mm-hmm. employer doesn't have to agree to that. But so if um, it doesn't agree with that, what are my options then? If I, don't, if I want to leave my annual leave there? Yeah, I mean, that, that's something where you should really try to come to an agreement. But given that your employer's asked for your resignation, um, I think this might be a situation where you actually need to go and seek some representation. Mm. Yeah, mm. It, it, it doesn't sound like there's a happy ending there. Mm. Well, good luck with that, Sally. Yeah. 19 to 4, quick text before the break. Uh, hi, Gareth, I'm a full-time contractor who only works for one business. It was set up by the business as it was easier for job allocations. But I'm wondering if I have any rights. There are currently four of us. I'm happy at the moment, but I do feel vulnerable, says James. Oh, this is this is a brilliant one. And there have been some articles in the media recently on whether someone's a contractor or mm. an employee. And um, it doesn't really matter what either of these parties intended or what the documents say. It really comes down to the true nature of the relationship is this person in business on their own account or not? Mm. Uh, and there's a whole lot of factors that the court looks at. It's certainly um, it's not unheard of for someone to be a contractor and only do work for one company or oh, one okay. business. It's not unheard of, but it is a red flag. Of course, if this person has been um, running their own business, um, uh, paying their own tax, uh, paying their own ACC levies, mm. uh, claiming GST on invoices, etc., and um, paying it. <laughs> yeah, they, they may well be a contractor, not an employee. Um, but it's actually it's quite a complicated test, mm. Mm. and this is something where it's well worth getting some some good advice, getting an opinion from from an expert. And that would be more an accountant, wouldn't it, though, than a, than no, a legal opinion? No, no, definitely not. Um, a, Contractor a good, versus employee. Yeah, mm. A good employment lawyer um, will be able to look at all of the factors that the court would look at. Okay. Um, I, I think accountants are brilliant. Um, I, I, I don't try and do people's taxes and I get awfully concerned when accountants try and give employment advice. It's a different um, lane. Yeah, yeah. I, but but you know a lot of accountants do um, and it's a problem and it it often ends in tears. 
That's okay. That's very interesting. Well, hopefully that will be helpful to you. Hello there, Sharon. Yeah, hi. How are you? Great, thank you. What's your Good. question, please? Um, is it worth over thirty hours? Is it classified as full time? Sorry, I didn't get that. Could you repeat it, please? Yeah, if you work over thirty hours, is it classified as full time? Well, that's a that's another brilliant question. Gosh, we're having some good ones today. It really depends yeah. on who you speak to. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Inland revenue, uh, work and income, and yeah. uh, your employment contract could all have a different view on that. Uh, some businesses. My just, yeah, my daughter's just got tested positive, so she's had a week off work. Right. What does he does he pay her the? I heard they get paid five hundred. Is that correct? Is this the wage subsidy thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that that's really going to depend if her employer applies for the subsidy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that that's oh, not yeah. something, unfortunately, that I can answer over the radio because no, we need a lot more detail. Right. Next question. Next question. Is my stepson employed <laughs> as a landscaper. He's had no work and he's got an apprenticeship. Does he get paid regardless? Uh, it really depends on what's in the contract. Does he have a contract? No, he doesn't. Yeah, well, I think then then he's potentially got a claim because having a contract is a legal requirement. Really? And, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and that's why I say always look at the contract. If you don't have a contract, you're, you're being disadvantaged, aren't you? Very much so. Sharon, yeah. I think that's been good advice. Thank you very much for your call. That's a good question, actually. Do you have to have a contract? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, so they, I, mean, they, I suppose it makes sense, but I hadn't thought about it. And, and there's a lot of workers that don't yeah. have a contract. Yeah. Uh, the law changed um, <laughs> quite a few years ago now, but it, you know, when you, when you think of New Zealand's um, economy, we've got a lot of owner-operator businesses uh, mm. Small businesses where you know it might be a husband and wife who run the business. Um, they they both do the admin. They do the HR. Um, it's it's no excuse, but you can easily see how these people wouldn't be experts on employment law. Um, Heck yeah! And often these details slip through the cracks. Mm. Actually, just quickly on a contract, I'm contracted Gareth to work three days a week, but do four the majority of the year. Are my employers obliged to change my contract to four days? Yeah, if you've if you've been working different hours for an extended period of time, you've certainly got a strong argument that the contract has changed. So that, that my little brain be... goes extended period of time. What does that mean? Ah, <laughs> yeah. how, how long, long is a piece, piece of string, string Simon? <laughs> yeah, see, that's there's a lot of vagaries so, around this. So it really depends, yeah. um, and that's why, you know. Sometimes people say, well, why would I want to go and see an employment lawyer? You know, lawyers are expensive. Mm. Um, and yes, you're right, they are. But this stuff is really complicated. Mm. And um, don't don't you want a really good advocate arguing that, yes, it has been long enough, mm. and so your contract should be changed in writing? Agreed. Grant, how are you? G'day, g'day, guys. How are we going today? Good, hey, thanks. Grant. How can we help? I have a question. I have a question around day and lose. So, so I work for a large organisation, no names. Uh, we, we work 365 days a year uh, with rostered shifts. So on a, on a holiday Monday, for example, not all the crew are required. So some will come into work and they'll obviously be paid and get a day and lose. Those that aren't required get to stay home. They're paid eight hours, but no day and lose. Is, is that legal? 
<laughs> when, whenever I hear questions about the Holidays Act, and in particular public holidays, I, I cringe. Um, it's, it is incredibly complicated, and there's, there's actually a, um, a group uh, giving advice to the government at the moment, a working group, looking at trying to simplify the Holidays Act because it is so complicated. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Whenever I have any of these situations, I go to the employment.govt.nz uh, website and they've got this beautiful table for public holidays which sets out exactly what you're entitled to. Um, so I suggest you have a look at that and that'll set out exactly uh, when you're entitled to be paid and when you're entitled to an alternative day off. Um, and just apply it to the situation for What's these workers. What's that website again? It's, it's the employment.govt.nz right. website. Good on you, Grant. Thank you very much okay. for your question. Thank you. Go well. Nine to four. One more quick text question. I pay a shearer cash to shear my 20 sheep. <laughs> hmm. I hope the person hasn't left their name. Yeah. Do they have to pay GST? Do they have Is to it? pay GST? Well, I, I guess this brings us full circle to our discussion earlier. Is this person a contractor or an employee? Um, I, I think potentially they're an employee. Um, if they're an employee, then you need to be deducting PAYE from the payment. If they're a contractor, and potentially they could be a contractor, they could be sharing for a whole lot of other people, um, then they need to be accounting for tax but you're running a risk if you don't know if they're an employee or a contractor. No, I think isn't the point that they're paying cash and they, I mean, the answer would be There's no, no invoice. There's yeah, no I mean, invoice, it's, just pay what you pay. You don't have to pay GST on it. With due respect, James, I'm looking at Gareth, not you, for that advice, and he looked a bit sheepish with that. Yeah, when whenever someone says I'm paying in cash, yeah. all sorts of alarm bells go exactly. off. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. and, that, and I'm pretty sure Inland Revenue are perking up their, their yeah, ears as yeah, well. Yeah. We are a bit of a cashies society, though, aren't yeah. we? There's a lot of it gets done. Yeah, there is. A lot of business gets done. There is. Super quick to finish because we're horribly late, Gareth, but I reckon this is a very fair question. Gareth, am I entitled to take time off and get paid for the time off to see a dentist and or a doctor? <sighs> oh, goodness. All right, I'll, I'll make it really quick. Um Technically, there's a, there's a good argument here that you should have to take sick leave for that because you are taking time out of the workday that you're unable to work and it's due to a health reason. Mm. In a lot of workplaces, there's a overs and unders or give and take type, type approach mm. where um, people can you know make take half an hour take an hour and make it up. Um, so it really depends on the workplace and, and it depends on the person, to be honest. But if you've got a hardliner boss, he could absolutely or she could say no. Sick yep. leave. Yeah. Sick leave. Gareth, you've been great as Thanks. always. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. Gareth Abdenor, Mally and co-partner. Just a quick reminder, the content of this segment is general in nature and is not legal advice. Any information discussed is not intended to be a substitute for obtaining specific professional advice. 